The giant robot is indiscriminately attacking the city. the RPG Fan Music Podcast. And in case you didn't notice, which I'd be surprised if you didn't, uh, we have a new theme song. It's a lovely piano arrangement of the theme we've been using since the beginning of Random Encounter, our general podcast. And that arrangement was done by the fantastic Khan Gao of Freebird Games. Yeah, and if you don't know who he is, uh, he's a really talented musician who did the music for the uh, Smash indie hit of last year, To the Moon. And he's also got an upcoming game called uh, Bird Story. And he's awesome, and we greatly appreciate him writing that for us because it sounds beautiful, and it makes us way classier. Yes, thank you very, very much for that. And today is the second half of our Fantasy Star Retrospective Extravaganza. This is going to focus on the modern series, which is everything after Fantasy Star 4, meaning from Fantasy Star Online forward. And since we didn't, or since we already used a lot of Fantasy Star Online music in our Dreamcast episode, we're going to use a little bit less from the original version, and we'll include more from episode one and two, and then we'll go all the way up to the released music for Fantasy Star Online 2. But before we do that, we're going to cover a couple recent albums, and the first of which is from the newest Final Fantasy soundtrack, Final Fantasy XI, Seekers of Adeline. That's done by Naoshi Mizuda, as always. I personally am a really big fan of Mizuda's work from every soundtrack in that series. I've just always loved it, and it's been a really integral part of that that entire series of online games. So the track we're going to play is Breaking Ground, which, Derek, is that's the, the main new battle theme, right? It's it's actually a, a theme that plays during a, a new content called Raves, ah, yes. where basically you go and you're on this new continent and you're pioneering stuff, so you're like bushwhacking and clearing out monster layers and stuff, and this music starts up whenever you run into one of those events, and it's it's a really awesome track. Alright, so let's go ahead and take a listen to Breaking Ground from Final Fantasy XI, Seekers of Adeline. Thank you. 
Seekers of Adeline is the fifth expansion to Final Fantasy XI, which has been running for a ridiculously long amount of time now. And the soundtrack, which I just reviewed, uh, the entire thing has a really cool pioneering sort of feel. And that, but that's the whole theme of the expansion is is going into this new uncharted land and making it habitable. So I think that song does a really good job of it amps you up, and it's got it's got like a almost kind of a wide a wild feel that goes well with the activities that you're partaking in. And uh, I like it's super bassy, and it's got the really cool twangy. The, those guitar riffs where that they, they draw it out and it goes like yeah i really i really dug the bass in it too and for some reason there's this like chime in the background that reminds me of what you heard in a lot of the songs from chrono cross that like i can't even make the sound it's like bing, 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 just i don't know is, is it the the marimba sounding thing maybe i don't know what a marimba sounds like so i guess that i have some homework it's like a yeah i think it's like a xylophone-esque instrument yeah like a really light chime yeah, and they Naoshi Mizuta used that a lot throughout the Final Fantasy XI soundtracks, all of them. So having that included is sort of a... It's very familiar. And yeah. It's very true to his style. And I, I think you said, too, that that soundtrack, it's it's half of an okay album and half of a really good one. And I think part of that might just be that, you know, there's been so much music for it that you're bound to not... You're bound to have better stuff and not so great stuff. But overall, I I don't know about you, but I think it's a soundtrack worth worth listening to. I do. Yeah, even if you're not a, a Final Fantasy XI player, I'd, I'd at least give it a try. Mizuda's not for everyone, I guess. I, I've heard people say that they don't like his style, which I think is weird, but uh, it's it's worth listening to for sure. We've got samples, obviously, so go go check it out. Breaking Ground is really good, and so is the, the battle theme, Steel Sings, Blades Dance, I believe it's called. Yeah, that song is rad. So our next yes. track is from a game called Senritsu no Stratus, which has obviously never been released here. And just like Konami did with the Suikoden, or the Genso Suikoden Sumugureshi Hyakunen no Toki soundtrack, which, yes, I'm just showing off by saying the whole title, there was a full album release on a disc. Or not a full, it was, there was a release on a disc, but it wasn't the complete soundtrack. And then they did a complete release on iTunes. Same deal with this. This particular soundtrack, we had it reviewed by uh, a friend of mine who I met when I was in Japan. He does, he's done a couple guest reviews for us named Brad Hayes Rowe. And this particular song we're going to listen to is called To Fight Against. And the soundtrack has tracks by Yuki Kaijura, Nobuko Toda, you know, all kinds of really fantastic musicians. And then the two responsible for this track in particular are Shuichi Kobori and Maki Kimura. Let's go ahead and take a listen to To Fight Against.
Yeah, that track, I, I really like the, like the main buildup and the melody. It just It feels really dramatic, and uh, I love the layered vocals and just that right around 115 when it gets to that, that like synthetic-y kind of thing going on. Oh, really cool. It's very uh, evocative of Zone of the Enders, and I think that's the game actually involves you flying around in a giant mech, doesn't it? I literally have no idea. <laughs> I think it does. I think it has on foot. It's like a weird hybrid action RPG. So it has like on foot combat and then some mech stuff. And I know that it, it, she wasn't in this track, but Yuki Kajira contributed to that soundtrack. And she always does a really good job of having that like operatic space feel, which because she did music for Xenosaga as well. Yeah, it definitely has that kind of vibe. And looking at the box art, there are a bunch of people wearing like jumpsuits and a big robot behind them. So they're, I think you're probably right regarding the, the robot. There's probably a robot here or there or everywhere. The giant robot is indiscriminately attacking the city. Sorry, you never played Robot Alchemic Drive? I uh, no. The game had gloriously horrible voice acting. Can you tell me where to find the platform? I yeah, hope this isn't Derek's blood. It's up ahead past the wickets, past Derek's blood. Continue on. Yes. So our, our final uh, recent album that we're talking about today is the Dragon Quest X Symphonic Suite. Dragon Quest X is uh, the MMO entry in the series that's out only in Japan at the moment for Wii and Wii U. And Patrick Gann recently reviewed this album. So it's by Koichi Sugiyama, as always. He's done the music for all the Dragon Quest games. And the track that we've selected today is The Heavens. So give it a listen. Yeah, I would definitely identify that with Dragon Quest. Pat had a really difficult time writing this review, and you know maybe it's because none of we, we haven't played the game. I mean, I, I'd be ambivalent either way because I'm not a big fan of the Dragon Quest music. But I I did just like with the the track we listened to uh, two episodes ago. I do like it. Like I, I appreciate that it's a nice composition and that it's a pretty song to listen to, and it's very you know I can see running around like a nice you know heavenly landscape. 
but it, it doesn't really speak to me the way most Dragon Quest music doesn't speak to me. So uh, I would identify it with DQ. It's the kind of song that makes a lot more sense in context. It's nice when you're playing the game, but outside of the game, it really loses a lot of its impact, I think. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I don't know how people who have played the game feel about it, but the, the game itself is divisive because they made it into an MMO. But the last, you know, three Dragon Quest people have been like, what's going on? Yeah, they're changing it up. For what it's worth, I had a really fun time with Dragon Quest Nine when I did play that with my friends. Shout out to Brandon. I'm going to get to you later, buddy. I actually like that game. Like, I didn't love it, but I love the whole cooperative turn-based battle thing they had going yeah, on. It's it, just cool. It's a great idea. It's just, it's too bad that there were so many restrictions in place. I think it's time for us to get into some Fantasy Star because Fantasy Star is awesome. And It is, uh, that's and kind of that's why chance. we're here today for the most part. Would you like so to introduce to- our first tracks, Derek? Certainly. So we're starting at the beginning here with the modern day Fantasy Star series. We're going to play you one track from the original Fantasy Star Online, just because, like Steven said, we've already touched on that in our uh, one of our previous episodes. And then we're going to move into Fantasy Star Online Episode 2. So first up, we've got Revolution to the Origin Part 2. That's the Ruins 2 theme by uh, Hideaki Kobayashi and Fumie Kumatani. And after that, we're going to play Idola the Immortal Feather, which is the final boss theme.
songs both related to the end of the game, Fantasy Star, or rather the end of each game, Fantasy Star Online Episode 1 and 2. I remember Ruins 2 very well from playing the game a lot, but I I actually haven't, like, I, I couldn't really tell you that I've heard that final boss theme for Episode 2, Idol of the Immortal Feather. <laughs> I don't know, that Xena sound makes me laugh every time I hear it. I'm not going to try to replicate it. But it's in a lot of Fantasy Star Online music. Maybe maybe Kobayashi just likes Xena. Yeah, maybe. I, I really like the Ruins theme, although most of it I just remember being on the ground dead because Del Sabres would just keep killing me. Yep, that's uh, what I remember too. But yeah, it was a cool song. I really liked that it had kind of that, it just has that sense of finality and like it's really complex and you get this cool little throwback to the forest theme around like 126 and 137, uh, which I think is really cool, you know, a throwback to the origin. You get it? A revolution to the origin? That's the origin of all, yeah, sorry. I get it. You're clever. Yes, yes. Yeah, I like that one. And then if I recall, uh, Idola Have the Immortal Feather is the Olga Flow battle theme, which is the final boss for episode two, um, which I didn't fight quite as much as Dark Falls. But uh, that co- that song just has that really cool, like, wild arm style, like, dun, 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 dun. I dig it. So our next track is our, well, our next track is basically a little mix I put together from the two versus mode themes in episode two. And I think this was also in version two of episode one. But that didn't get its own soundtrack release. This is Versus 1 and Versus 2. And the reason I kind of mix them together a little bit is because there are a lot of throwbacks to Fantasy Star Classic Series music, which if you listen to our previous episode, you'll recognize. So let's go ahead and take a listen to Versus 1 and 2. I'm calling it my mixtape.
those two tracks that you put into your mixtape straight out of 95 have a lot of really cool throwbacks that I did not know about before we were preparing for this episode. Steven said, listen to this. Yeah, and at this part you can hear this, and at this part you can hear this. Like, Steven's about to run us through all of it, but when Rise or Fall kicked in, I was like, oh man. Yeah, oh man indeed. Well, my first experience with that, I, I ended up getting a Dreamcast when they were like 50 bucks. At, you know, when they would, Sega had already canned it pretty much. And a friend of mine was playing version two, and he was doing battle mode just to show it to me. And he was in the versus room, and all of a sudden I started hearing Dungeon 2 from Fantasy Star 1 in one of the versus tracks. And I was like, holy crap, that's Fantasy Star. And, like, blah, blah. and, you know, I was all excited. So, but I mean, literally, if you listen through, you've got Dungeon 2 from Fantasy Star 1, the Motavia theme from Fantasy Star 2. Dunge- the, the Desiree's Dungeon theme, I think, from Fantasy Star 2. Rise or Fall, the battle theme from 2. Dungeon 1. From Fa- uh, I mean, come on. How cool is that? The fact that so many people were upset. They were like, oh, Sega just went and forgot about their classic series. And when you take into consideration that they finished the plot of the original series, like, you know, it wrapped up. And then they started this new series. But even up to Fantasy Star Portable 2 Infinity, you have, th- like, musical throwbacks for the classic series. They haven't forgotten, or at least Kobayashi hasn't forgotten. And I think that's just a really fantastic thing to do to tie the series together. And it's one of the reasons why I feel like there's a lot of care that goes into these games. I agree. And it's something that the the average person probably doesn't know about, or the the average Fantasy Star fan. I think a lot of people are have divided opinions on the online and their on series. So to be able to listen to that music and hear all those throwbacks is really, really cool to me. And certainly for battle mode, because if I recall, battle mode was super unpopular because it was just total crap. But so they may not have heard the music much. But you know, uh, the the battle mode levels became levels in episode two. So uh, I was going to say, well, I don't remember what was the battle mode. Battle mode was basically versus mode. You could kill each other, and it was just super stupid because there was no targeting and just it was dumb. But the the maps that you fought each other in were made into regular levels that were super annoying uh. in episode two. You know what I do remember? Was playing soccer. Oh, yeah, soccer in the lobby. Lobby soccer. Yeah, awesome. lobby soccer. And floating around on the couch. But so our, our next track, there, there was this really cool, basically a Fantasy Star Online episode one and two, Premium Marines, where they got Motoi Sakuraba, Takayuki Aihara, uh, Shinji Hosoe, Sano DJ, uh, Marabu Namiki, Yokushimamura, Noriyuki Irwadare, Kenji Ito, all these crazy big names to do arrangements of Fantasy Star Online music. And the track we're going to play is... My favorite track on the album, and actually it's not the one by Shimamura, which you would think for me, that's actually by Takayuki Aihara, and it's called Silent Palace, and it's a little bit of a longer track, but we're going to play it in full because it's such a brilliant arrangement that I really want people to hear it and then go hunt this album down and listen to the whole thing because it's awesome. So let's go ahead and take a listen to Silent Palace, arranged by Takayuki Aihara.
One of my favorite things about that track is just, I mean, I actually like it better than the original. The original track is from episode two, and it just, I don't know, something about it is just like so peaceful and just really, really just the that like ha ha thing in the beginning with the voices and uh, I love that song. It's very chill. I zoned out actually quite a bit while we were listening to that. It's oh. a good one though. I I guess I don't remember it in episode two, but I like hearing the arrangement a lot. It, it's a super mellow piece. Yeah, it's it's a really good one. That whole album has a lot of really great stuff on there. The Shimomura remix track is awesome too. So. Well worth seeking out and listening to. Shimomura is always awesome, though. So That is a fact. She'll have an episode soon. Don't worry. Yep. We have a billion, billion, billion particles in the universe. I mean, um, song ideas. Or topic ideas. Sorry, that was a reference to Epic Rat Battles of History. Oh, I thought you were trying to talk about Carl Sagan and like billions and billions. Yeah, that's a... Uh, yeah. Did mind. Carl Sagan have an epic rap battle? Yeah. All right, anyway. Uh, and, fantasy Star. Anywho, more Fantasy Star, believe it or not. The uh, next track we're going to play is from Fantasy Star Online Blue Burst slash Episode 4. This track is called N- uh, Nostalgia and Solitude, and it is uh, Part 2 plus Steven mixed in a little bit of Part 1 since it's got a throwback to Fantasy Star 3 in there. Once again by uh, Hideaki Kobayashi. And I have not heard any of the music from Blue Burst because I haven't played Blue Burst, so I'm looking forward to this one.
Yeah, just like with the tracks from episode two, what I really like about those is how much old Fantasy Star music they worked into it. And that's why I included that clip from part one. Fantasy Star 3, first of all, doesn't get enough love. You watched the last episode or listened to the last episode. You know that I think it's actually pretty good musically. Um, and you had, I mean, it, right when it started, you had the final boss theme, Cause of the Dark, from Fantasy Star 3. You had the world map theme, When Your Hero's Dead, from Fantasy Star 3. You had the town theme for a couple of seconds in the second half of the track. You had very, very, very prominently the main theme from Fantasy Star 3. So, again... Kobayashi just totally knocking it out of the park when it comes to tying the series together musically. And if anything could make me perfectly happy he's been on the, the Fantasy Star series since Fantasy Star Online, it's the fact that he has clear respect and understanding of the material from the earlier games. I agree. It's a really dense amount of music in a small amount of time. Lots of arrangements in there. And I, I think it, it flows pretty well, too. You know, like, it doesn't feel like they just jammed a bunch of tracks in there. It feels like a very nice suite, so. Mm-hmm. I agree. We're going to move on now to the uh, off-maligned Fantasy Star Online Episode 3 card revolution, which I think either a lot of people didn't play or they lied about playing it or and not liking it or whatever. This game came out during a time when card games were really, really popular I remember back when it came out, I was playing Yu-Gi-Oh in high school. You know, so so card systems were a big thing. We had, you know, Botankaitos and know, all kinds of other stuff. So this was a really weird departure for the series in terms of gameplay for sure. But I actually think that it was really fun and it remains really playable and really unique today. Yeah, I think it, it is a really fun game. It's a little slow paced, but it had a great story. It had my favorite music in the Fantasy Star Online series and cool gameplay especially that you could play you know co-op and online it was a lot of fun it's too bad that that doesn't exist anymore but maybe some entrepreneuring spirit on the internet has made servers for some i don't know but we're gonna we're gonna move into some music from pso episode three right now we've got three tracks for you we have code deck uh also by hideaki kobayashi tower of kalem by kenichi tokoi and idola the strange fruits because there has to be an idola track in every game idola and that's also by hideaki kobayashi so I don't know about Idola, but we're going to listen to it anyway.
they take a lot more liberties with that soundtrack i think it's got a way more trancey feel and is more suitable i think to passive listening than active listening but it, i mean it, they've got great melodies too all three of those songs are really cool and they I didn't get far enough in the game story to know where Tower of Kalem or Idol of the Strange Roots came up, but I like the tracks a lot. What I really like about Kalem is in the game, you're in a level called the Tower of Kalem, and you're on this elevator that's slowly rising, and right when the song gets to that part where it gets awesome, up to that point, the elevator is this closed elevator shaft, but then it opens up into this window to like this whole outside like crazy like environment. It looks really cool, and it's very well-timed. That sounds really familiar to me, though. You see like probably like a lens flare in the sun, right? Yeah, all kinds. Of, I mean, as you come up. yeah, I mean that sounds. I seem to remember that. Maybe I just saw screenshots or something. Yeah, or you might have gotten to the level and not remembered it, because I mean the back the levels didn't have a whole lot of things going on other than cool music and stuff. I really like Code Duck because it's the song that plays while you're editing the deck, so you know you hear it quite a bit. And Idol of the Strange Fruits is the final battle song, and man, there's some strange fruits involved with that one. Idola. It's one of my favorite Idola tracks, though. I just I really love that like crazy bass it's like and then it breaks and comes back and it's just the whole thing is awesome and i agree that there's more of a trancey sound to it and i I think because the style of the game was so different you know kobayashi and and company felt a lot more open to you know try different things with the music than they did with the earlier games which were still pretty unique it wasn't in the same mold as episode one two and four so that that wraps us up with uh the fantasy star online series for now Moving on now into the, for me at least, phenomenally disappointing Fantasy Star Universe. Just when that game came out, it was unfinished. It just was super weird and floaty, and I didn't really love the music at the time, and Ethan's voice was atrocious. It left a really bad taste in my mouth. There were parts that I liked, but there were a few good tracks, and then the expansion pack did make it a little bit better, uh, Admission of the Illuminous. And the tracks we're going to listen to from there are Save This World B-Mix with vocals by Kelly Say. And this is the main theme of Fantasy Star Universe. And then they remixed it for Ambition of the Illuminous. And then the track Raya. And this whole soundtrack was done by your, your standbys, Hideki Kobayashi, Taihei Sato, Fumie Kumatani, Kenichi Tokoe. So let's go ahead and take a listen. Save This World B-Mix and Raya.
I think out of those two tracks, my favorite is Save This World Remix. It's, it's, I, I really like like the trance style they touched onto the original Save This World. I love the piano. I love the Hallmark cheeseball Sega lyrics at this point. I mean, I wouldn't feel like I was playing the games from the company of my childhood if there weren't people singing about following rainbows and battling for freedom and and that that breakdown at like 235 where the transport's like and the wailing guitar it's it's totally sega totally rad totally sega absolutely go ahead raya you were gonna say well i know steven steven and i were both saying it's got a really techno-y vibe that reminds him of digital devil saga and nocturne something i'm always happy to hear yeah i mean that's why i picked it i I, I don't love did you do that for me steven i do this for you oh did we just have a broment we did have a broment. A bro- Thank you, Greg. I'm glad I knew what that was. Anyways, there was no soundtrack for the original Fantasy Star Portable because most of the music was basically just Fantasy Star Universe stuff. Um, and I think anything that was in that game was featured either on the Ambition of the Illuminous soundtrack, and I think maybe a few of them are in Fantasy Star Portable 2. Don't quote me on that. Speaking of Fantasy Star Portable 2, though, Derek? We're going to play some music from that. The... Intro song to Fantasy Star Portable 2 continues in that really zany, like over the top cheesy tradition that was just set by Save This World Vmix. the The theme song is called Living Universe by uh, Amy Blackschlager and Tahira Walker. And the funny thing about Tahira Walker is she actually did some songs for Beatmania 2DX. So when I hear her voice, which is really distinctive, I'm just like, I should be pressing all the buttons and spinning the disc. Beatmani. Like, why did you go away? And then there's that, and then there's uh, Hunt Up by Takuya Yasuda. Yes. So, Living Universe and Hunt Up. Taken away, then one hope all disappeared. So 
I was doing some research as we were listening to this, and I made a mistake. I think that Amy Blackschlager and Tahiri Walker are the same person because I just looked up a, a listing for her, and it looks like she actually also was the the vocalist in the Final Fantasy XIII two song "Invisible Invaders." which I've listened to way too many times and know all the words to embarrassingly. So I was like, I listened to it and I was like, oh, that is her. So good for her. I guess she's an American singer that lives in Japan. So her and Paula Terry are doing their things, making Bimani music and stuff. But good for them. Anyway, relevant to Fantasy Star, uh, I think that that song is ridiculous and it makes me laugh and it's really cheesy. But I I like it. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good vocal theme though. You know, like... It, Every first of all, because it played on like the cross media bar and it like exploded, it was like yeah, yeah. Was like my I, I remember one night I was living with uh, my two friends, and I fell asleep playing that game with my PSP just you know like on my chest, and they were like, "Dude, turn off your PSP!" And so for like the next two weeks, I would hear them like in the house just being like, "Fantasies, universe." So I appreciate that I had that effect on somebody, sort of. What do we think about Hunt Up? I love Hunt Up. Uh, I picked that track. Um, we, when we were cutting tracks, I, I was pretty adamant that we keep it just because it's it's one of my favorite songs in the PSP2 soundtrack. It just ha- it has this like trancy Mega Man-y vibe with like this really like airy kind of soundscape going on and that, that cool little electro sound around 115. It just it sounds it has like this sense of weight to it that it, it's it's really neat. And weirdly, it just seems like it would house lyrics really well. Like I feel like there should be lyrics in that song, like somebody singing, especially in the second half. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It might be just because you listen to a vocal track and you're craving the lyrics all of a sudden. Um, yeah, I'm craving some more of Fantasy Stars Universe. Fantasy Stars Universe. Oh, man. Cool song. Anyways, our last track from Fantasy Star Portable 2 is More Haste, Less Speed, which I picked because, much like with all the other Fantasy Star Online and Universe soundtracks, there's a lot of throwbacks to Fantasy Star Classic Series music in it. In this one in particular, the most important classic game, Fantasy Star 4. Let's go ahead and take a listen to More Haste, Less Speed by Hideki Kobayashi.
obviously anybody who knows me or has listened to any of these episodes knows why I included that track. It's because it has it starts out end of the millennium, then you get the King of Terrors in there, my you know freaking awesome fantasy, the Dark Force boss theme from four, and then you have Pain from Fantasy Star Four at the end, which took me a minute to like figure out which one it was. But even as recently as Portable Two, you have throwbacks to the classic series. So they have no. Somebody hasn't forgotten. Kobe, Hideki Kobayashi hasn't forgotten. Maybe people think Sega has, but Kobayashi certainly hasn't. I dig that track. How'd you feel about it, Derek? I dig it as well, mostly because I'm happy with anything that references Fantasy Star 4, so as long as it's done well. Also, I think I was, I think I was reading, and we, we found, actually, that Amy Blackschlager is not the singer in Save This World, or uh, Living Universe. It's I, don't, I don't know what the deal is. Walker. It's really hard to find information. Yeah, like they, it says they both performed it, but... Their voices are really similar, and they did different stuff. So I'm sorry that we're lying to you alternately, but we're trying to add a little excitement and narrative into the podcast. Yeah, uh, it's as like you're listening. You're like, wait, no, stop changing it up and plot twisting. What is you're, this? You're learning along with us. Yes. Yeah, this is nine nine nine. Moving on, Derek. Oh, let's talk about Fantasy Star Portable to Infinity and Beyond. And Beyond, featuring Colonel Sanders. So Fantasy Star Portable 2 Infinity was uh, kind of like an expansion slash upgraded version of Fantasy Star Portable 2 that only released in Japan, of course. And the only thing that's really notable about it to me is that it had a lot of bizarre tie-ins. Like it had, uh, I think it was Pizza Hut. Yeah, it had. I think it had like Pizza Hut shields, and you could summon Colonel Sanders as an ally from KFC, <laughs> which is the greatest thing I've ever heard of for like a game old... cameo. It's like when they added the slash pizza command to EverQuest. You could type in slash pizza and it would order pizza. God. (laughs) So for those of us who didn't get to battle the forces of darkness alongside Colonel Sanders and his eight piece extra crispy uh, special attack, we've got one track for you. It's Class Edge Blavas by Hideaki Kobayashi once again. So grab a wing, a bucket and get a pan and a plan. And And two sides and two sides. song's just kind of there it it didn't get my blood pumping but it's all right i 
I, th- I think it's also important because, you know, we our goal on Rhythm Encounter is to be really positive and to talk about things that we get excited about. But I also recognize that if we introduce every track as the best track ever, then you guys are going to just be like, well, they don't, you know, they don't discern and everything is amazing to them. So I have to say that track was just kind of all right. I'm okay with being known as somebody who doesn't discern and loves everything. Yeah, well, I love a lot <laughs> no. of things, but come on. No, honestly, I, I don't really love the PSP2 Infinity soundtrack. I just, I, I, I didn't play it, and I, I, I listened through it several times, and I just, I, nothing really stuck out to me. But it's it's not bad. It's good. It's more Kobayashi-style stuff. And that song has kind of like a Tower of Caleb sort of like flowing vibe to it that I did like. And it stuck out enough to me to warrant wanting to play it. So it's, you know, not my favorite Fantasy Star soundtrack, but also, you know, not a bad one. It's surrounded by lots of awesome, so I'll forgive it. Speaking of lots of awesome, Fantasy Star Zero is a game that I barely played, and the soundtrack has, it's it's like a four-disc soundtrack on a DS game, and I believe the soundtrack has, like, the DS version of each track, and then the actual, like, soundtrack version, and it, it's got some cool stuff on it. It's not my, again, not my favorite Fantasy Star soundtrack, but it was cool that they had a Fantasy Star on DS, even though, as Derek can attest, trying to play a three-dimensional game where the D-pad is bad. Oh, but yeah. We, there are a couple of really cool tracks in there. And what we're going to play is Trickle Maze and Crescent Crusade, both soundtrack versions. So this isn't the original version you heard in the DS. But I really dig both of these for various reasons. So let's take a listen to Trickle Maze and Crescent Crusade.
said that the uh, these two songs are not the actual version that would have come out of your DS's speakers. They're, they're like, you know, rearranged versions for a soundtrack. But I'm really surprised. I feel like the uh, the quality there of the composition is on par with, at least in, in Trickle Maze especially, is on par with the console stuff. And it, it sounds really cool. I, I like the the vibe from it is very like Skies of Arcadia Moonshrine, which Steven was saying. Yeah. It has yeah. like this this music boxy, just really like sweet high notes on the piano, and this like it, it, great sense of foreboding. It's an awesome Fantasy Star Online style dungeon track, just because it there's a lot of emotion tied up in it. There's this like foreboding part. There's that solo breakdown with like the dissonant chords and like the tinkling glass sounds. It, I know Pat Gann, he didn't particularly love the soundtrack, and I haven't played enough of the game to have heard a lot of it in the game itself. But I actually, I actually like the soundtrack, especially Trickle Maze. There's a couple versions of it on the album, and even the DS, the original DS version, sounds good. It's not, you know, the, the quality is obviously not up there with, you know, the the, the disc-based releases. But it's significantly better than a game like Kingdom Hearts three five eight over two days. That that one, there was a huge difference between the in-game versions and the soundtrack versions. So. They did do a good job here, and, you know, it, I like that song in and of itself, not just because of how well done it was on the hardware. Yeah, and in Crescent Crusade, it's also, I think it's a little bit too samey. It sounds a lot like the Fantasy Star Online stuff, but it doesn't really stand out to me that much, other than it's got some, it sounded like there's harpsichord in there. And whenever I hear harpsichord or organ, I think of, like, Castlevania or Necklord fight from Suikoden 2, so... That was kind of. I haven't even played that game or fought that battle. God. Okay, you've played like an hour of it, haven't you? That's true. I am going to finish so, it. So it's a lie. Time. You liar! Well, I haven't fought the, that guy. The gothic neck lord. I do like that, that it has like the Fantasy Star Online style choir in it. That's pretty neat. Again, not the best. I don't, PS I don't think they're the best things. Well, res, rather, Crescent Crusade isn't the best thing we've heard today, but it's hard to live up to a lot of the stuff we've heard. So our last track for the day. Well, sadly, Fantasy Star Love is over. We'll have to go back to doing some other some other lame topic next time. Oh, that's what we think anyway. I'll, I'll get more Fantasy Yeah, and it's actually, it's not quite our last track. We yeah, have, we'll have we'll have a closeout track, but our last scheduled track for the day is the only released track from Fantasy Star Online 2, and that's, it's actually comes from the Fantasy Star Portable 2 Infinity soundtrack, a short version of The Whole New World, which is kind of a the, the Fantasy Star Online 2 rearrangement of the Fantasy Star Online 1 uh, main theme. And this plays during the intro cinematic for Fantasy Star Online 2. It's a brief little track, but it's pretty cool. And what's interesting about Fantasy Star Online 2, we mentioned this briefly, is that there's this music system that dynamically generates the soundtrack based on what's going on in the game. Like we mentioned it before, you know, if you're fighting a boss and you chop off his arm, he has a different track than if you chop off his eye or if you're starting to die. So it it was tough for me to find tracks because there's been no release. So this is the only one we're going to play for now. But rest assured, when there is a soundtrack release of Fantasy Star Online 2, we will definitely get some coverage on that because it does have some really great stuff in there. And I, I'm pretty sure it's almost all Hideki Kobayashi again with some, you know, visiting singers and all that. But mm-hmm. before I talk too much, Fantasy Star Online 2, the whole new world short version.
know, I purposely stayed away from a lot of the Fantasy Star Online 2 music just because I want to experience it in the game. I tried to get into the Japanese version really briefly, and I, I made it through a couple of missions, and I just figured I'd wait. I'm super bummed that they delayed it, and we're still waiting to hear on when it's actually going to come out. But that song, you know, it, it, it really sets the mood for a brand new Fantasy Star Online, and it's it's got an epic feel, and I... It makes me really excited to play the game and jump into that world all over again. Yeah, that was the exact same thought I had on it was just this like it, it has the, the Fantasy Star Online vibe, but it, it kind of infuses it with this new energy like this really is Fantasy Star Online and it's back. And having played it, it's a much better game, I think, than the universe engine. And it I think it could be a worthy successor. I'm sure there are people on the Internet already t- saying how horrible it is because everybody hates everything nowadays. But mm-hmm. I think I really enjoyed it when I played it. I put you know, about 15, 20 hours into it and really, really enjoyed it. So it, it definitely feels like a worthy successor to Fantasy Star Online. Yeah, and I'm sure as the game, obviously as the game like comes out in North America, you can look forward to plenty of discussion of the game on Random Encounter and the music on Rhythm Encounter. Yeah, I think it, it, the nature of the soundtrack makes it hard to do a release, but I think it'll once we get it, you'll probably get like, you know, these long suites of every track where it's like each version put together. But we'll have to wait and see. I actually think that maybe the reason they delayed it here and then announced episode two in Japan is because they're going to release like a, a collection pack here with both of them. That wouldn't surprise me. I hope I so. Yeah. And I'm sure they also want to get they want to get like a foothold and make sure that the game is stable, has lots of content, you know, and is going to review well over here since that apparently contributes a lot to sales these days by apparently i mean it does i definitely i hope it doesn't end up like fantasy star online one where there was not such great support from sega domestically anyways that'll do it for our fantasy star coverage for now sadly i i love the topic i would talk about it all the time you you speak like we haven't already talked about it for like six hours well that's irrelevant and i can't talk about sonic on this show because we only do rpgs so i can only talk about sonic Sonic chronicles which oh Chili doggest thing alive. Sonic Chronicles technically counts as a Western RPG, and I think we'll have to have an episode on Western RPG music soon because there's a lot more good stuff out there than you might think. Yeah, we're definitely going to, even though for the most part that's not my forte. I I I know that there are plenty of examples of good stuff out there, and part of that exploration is going to be Stephen and I learning about it and then showing it to you guys. So. Exactly. So I've just got three pieces of news. I believe I mentioned this on a previous episode, but there there was the crossover tribute, Subarashiki Konosekai, The World Ends With You concert that happened. And we were hoping that there was going to be an album released for that. And there is. So that album is going to come out June 19th in Japan. So I'm sure we'll get our hands on it and review it and bring our impressions of it to you. So that's exciting. And relevant to fantasy star actually is that symphony concert that we were talking about is also getting an album release and that's going to come out sometime this year as well it looks and, like too it's I, I don't think it's been officially announced but there's been some chatter from people who went to the show that apparently they're they received like four discs or something or they're gonna they're go they have like a code to receive four discs worth of music so i don't know if it's set in stone it looks like there is definitely going to be that release and finally, the upcoming Etrian Odyssey 1 remake, Shin Sekaiju no Meikyu by Yuzo Koshiro, or the music rather by Yuzo Koshiro is going to come out. And that is going to include both FM and modern versions of the music, which is really cool because one of the 
few complaints, if you had a complaint about the Etrian Odyssey soundtrack, or rather Etrian Odyssey 4 soundtrack, is that they redid it in that beautiful orchestral style, but a lot of people favored that old style FM version, so you get the best of both worlds if you get that album. Yes, I, I really dig that. Apparently there's like a story version and a non-story version too, so they really are doing a good job a- appealing to every type of player of Etrian Odyssey. Which is great, because I actually did prefer the FM style sound. I love the orchestral stuff, but this that, that, that Koshiro bass just makes me feel like a child. Yeah, they're they're good games, too. And I, I worry a little bit that we're going to get burnt out on them, since there's a fifth one coming out. But I don't know. They're, it's a cool series, and the music is awesome throughout. That's one thing that we can always look forward to. So okay, guys. That, that pretty much wraps us up for today. You know, we have one more track to play, but... Again, as always, please do, if you like the show, rate us on iTunes. If you don't like it, don't rate us on iTunes. I mean, uh, feel free to tell us how you feel. Yeah, what he said. <laughs> Send us an email, too. You can email us. I'm Derek at RPGFan.com, and Steven is M at RPGFan.com. Yep. You can email one or either of us. We will forward it to the other. No worries. But and we're if, always looking for feedback and comments. Yeah, if you have anything you want to talk about or if you have suggestions, the best way to get in touch with us, too, is there's a topic on our forums called the Rhythm Encounter Thread. Where if you have topic ideas, anything like that, if you want to, you know, we want to start a conversation there too. So definitely check that out if there's you know something you want to say to us and want, you know, quick feedback that other people can contribute to. Yes, as has been our tradition, we're going to close with a guest's choice track. We don't have a third person on the show today. So what I did is I contacted one of my very best friends, Brandon, who's an awesome guy all around. And he's a huge Fantasy Star Online fan and a Fantasy Star fan in general. So I know that he's been playing the game ever since it came out. I went to his house like two weeks ago and he was sitting there playing Blue Burst. So he's he's holding strong. So uh, Brandon has picked a Fantasy Star track for us from Fantasy Star Online Episode 1. And he gave me his comments on it. And those comments are, he said, Empty Space, Out of Control, the song he picked, summarizes just about everything he loves for Fantasy Star in general, exploring old abandoned technological labyrinths. The calm tranquility of this piece greatly contrasts all the fighting you've done up to this point, making it feel as if, for the first time in your journey, you've found a moment's respite. Because of this, the mines were his favorite place to explore and level in Fantasy Star Online, and his most cherished memories of the game typically revolve around that track. So thank you so much for sending that in to us, Brandon, and I hope you guys enjoyed the show today. Once again, comments, questions, anything you got, go to our forums or send us an email. But for now, we're going to close out with Empty Space Out of Control Part 1 from Fantasy Star Online. Yes, thanks again, everybody, for listening, and thanks for your pick, Brandon.
holy crap, that's fast. He's diving. He's like, blah, blah, blah. 